Are you weighed down by the burdens of life? Do you find yourself encouraged by the word of God on Sunday, but lose momentum shortly thereafter? Well, welcome to Sunday Soul Service, an hour designed to strengthen, encourage, and motivate you to keep pushing along the journey we call life. This is Dr. Renee Sunday, the platform builder, encouraging you to believe, trust, and walk it out. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Minister Dr. Renee Sunday, and I am here to I just enjoy the opportunity that I am your host for this evening. Let you know a little bit about Sunday Soul Service. When it first evolved, we actually had mostly ministers on the line, you know, sharing the good news of God. But then God dropped in my sphere that we actually need to open this thing up because everybody has a testimony. Everybody has a story. Everybody has resources, right, and information that we actually need to apply to our life. In church and what? Out of church. Amen. <laughs> so that's what we do. We actually, we go with, we're being, being led, number one, that we actually evolve and actually move forward so we can actually help people. That's what we're supposed to do, help people identify their purpose. And then when they identify their purpose, we actually need to get them you know, skills, resources that they actually can be successful, okay? So that's what we do here at Sunday Soul Service. Now, we do have some housekeeping guidelines. We ain't going to say rules, but kind of guidelines. Um, we do open the line up at the end of the speaker's presentation. Uh, this is actually uh, the amazing elder. Excuse me. She said, oh, I called her elder. Forgive me. We have the awesome Erica Brooks. Now, she's going to, she's actually, this is her platform that she actually shared on this Tuesday of every month. So, mark it on your calendar, the Tuesday that we're on, she's always the fourth Tuesday, okay? And uh, uh, and then she shares the information. I just have the opportunity of being the host this time, and then, you know, after that, she's going to take it and she's going to inspire you and motivate you that you actually can, you know, do what you have to do in life. But the housekeeping rules is we do have a hashtag called Sunday Soul Service. Now, she will give you another hashtag, I think two other hashtags that you can put on social media as well. So we can actually find you there uh, so we can actually see what you have to say about this awesome, amazing uh, just session that we have. Now, sit back and relax. Now, we're not here to, to be in a classroom. We're here to share information that we can move forward and what this journey we call life, right? But I always like to start off things in prayer, so we'll just do things just real quickly. And uh, but we're gonna set the tone, and then we sit back with your paper and pen, and we're gonna introduce the amazing, wonderful guest. But our heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Just thank you, Lord, for this day. Hmm. Thank you, Lord, for being God and being God all by yourself. Thank you, Lord, that the information that we will receive, we will actually hear it. Number one, and we actually will apply it to our life. We just thank you for that, Lord. We just thank you for everything you're doing in our life. Thank you that we individually have a calling. We do have a purpose, and we have a reason we're here right now. We just thank you, Lord, for the speaker. Lord, we just increase our territory in the name of Jesus. And we pray for everyone that's listening live and also on the podcast and also on the archive, that they know that they're beautiful and wonderful and made, that they're handsome, that they can do whatever they put their mind to, but they can put God first. This is going to bless my son, Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen, amen. Now, we will open the lines uh, at the end. Make sure we do that in the spirit of excellence, right? All right. You know what I mean. Make sure you respect our amazing, amazing, amazing speaker we have. And then also make sure your background is quiet because we are recording this that we actually can help other people with the same information. I am uh, Minister Dr. Renee Sunday. Um, the how to get in contact with me is www.reneesunday.com. But we have amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. It's Erica Brooks. Uh, we're going to talk about financial health. Now, don't get scared because I know when it comes to money, people kind of, you know, do something. They do one or two things. They get nervous or they get happy. But we want you to be happy, okay? But we're going to talk about are you ready for 2018? You know, it's coming pretty quick, right? Mm-hmm. So the CEO of I Know My Value, just to tell you a little bit about her, she's a founder and the chief consultant officer, okay, of I Know My Value, Marketplace Consultant, LLC. Erica boldly, I like that word, boldly declares I Know My Value because Jesus paid the price and helps the masses activate and that is Proverbs eighteen sixteen. Okay, a man gift. It was going. It's going to do what now? You know this makes room for him, and that means you two ladies, <laughs> and bring him or her before great men. This is done by imparting wisdom and sharing biblically sound and practical information. Okay, resources, tools to help diverse individuals, families, and organizations identify and increase their values spiritually, personally and in the marketplace. She has 20, over 21 years being in the trenches of finances. So she's the expertise. This is the person you need to go to, okay? She served in Metro Atlanta, Columbus. Just, I mean, over 15 years she's been in one more than Conqueror's MTC. It's a financial empowerment program that specializes in credit repositioning, home buying education, and foreclosure prevention. And overall, guess what? The fitness and finance. You know, it's just so much that she brings to the table that you have to really, really give honor where honor is due. You have to really let people know that they are expertise and respect them and give them honor and, and listen to what she has to say. But we're going to welcome her, and I'm going to get out the way, okay? <laughs> are you there, Erica? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. I'm here. Take Can you hear me? Home. Yes, we can hear you. Great. Take it on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hello, hello, hello. It is Intentional Tuesdays. That is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite days of the week because God just reminded me that whatever we do, we need to be intentional. What does that mean? That means that nothing just happens. You know, Beyonce has a song, I Woke Up Like This. Well, guess what? We don't wake up and um, our bills just automatically get paid. We don't wake up and um, a business plan get written. We don't wake up and everything just begins to line up. There are some things that we have to do because my Bible tells me that faith without works is dead. So I'm super excited to talk about one of my favorite topics outside of the Word of God is finances. And we know that we're um, in fourth quarter, and this is the time when companies begin to make decisions, companies begin to cut back, companies begin to trim the fat. Um, a lot of times hiring begins to slow down and budgets are cut and things like that because 
they looked at what did we do this entire year and we need to navigate and make some changes and we need to shift here and we need to shift there. Also, in the natural with the weather changing, sometimes our physical body begins to act up a little bit. Maybe it gets a little bit colder and we get a sniffle or something. And so we say, wait a minute, I need to start taking some vitamin C or um, now it's time to put on a jacket or now it's time to do something different. But the bottom line is spiritually and naturally a lot of things begin to transition at the end of the year. So why was I led to do this? Are we ready for 2018? Because, number one, I believe that a lot of times um, people in general, we always have these New Year's resolutions. And I say a goal is just a, it's just void words if it doesn't have a deadline. We just say, okay, I'm going to lose um, 50 pounds next year. I'm going to start my business next year. I'm going to make six figures next year. I'm going to save and I'm going to have – I'm going to save and I'm going to have my three to six months living expenses next year. I'm going to start participating in my 401K next year. I'm going to start my child's college fund next year. But what about right now? Because a lot of times, a lot of us, we said that the year before that. We said it the year before that and the year before that. And so it's time to put our foot to the plow. And so we can pray about things, but it's time to begin to do the work um, and not just praying. Yes, prayer works, absolutely, but we're going to have to begin to do the work. So my founding scripture for tonight is 3 John um, 1 and 2, which basically scripture says, Beloved, above all things I wish that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. I'll read that again. Beloved, God, we are God's beloved. He said, I wish that you, make it personal. God God wishes that me, Erica, you, John, um, Amy, Sally, whoever may prosper, and be in good health even as our soul prospers. So what does that mean? God doesn't have a problem with us having money, but wealth is not just money. He says even as our soul prospers, a lot of times we're prospering in our spirit. We got the word. We're fasting. We're praying. We have a great prayer life. And so our soul is good. Um, people see us and, and their, their baby leaps because we can encourage them because we're aligned with God. But in, but in our finances, in our household, in our economics, we're not prospering. And so we're wondering, okay, Lord, what, what is going on? I am giving. What is going on? I am sowing. What is going on? I had an increase, yet it seems like I constantly have more month than money, or it seems like my holes, my pocket seems to have holes in it. So, so let's let's talk about. It. I want to I want to go through three points, and under those three three points is going to be bullets. The first thing is, if you're in a traditional corporate job, we're in open enrollment, and so this is a great time to take advantage of shifting things, getting what you need or reducing what you do not need. So open enrollment. Um, one thing that people miss out with open enrollment is, this is your financial checkup now, is supplemental insurance. Well, I'm not going to get an um, accident policy, or I'm not going to get a disability policy because um, the blood covers, nothing is going to happen to me. Well, there are some believers that have got a cancer diagnosis. There are some believers that have got in a may have just fell and broke their leg, and those things come in handy. They're just pennies on a dollar 
when we're beginning to pay for those things through our employer. So those things are ways to leverage. If something happens, we're, we're, we're not caught out there where I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I had an accident and I'm going to be off work for a period of time. Those are just cushions that are afforded to us by employers, and it is easier to get it through an employer so we get it at a, um, at a discounted rate. So go back doing this open enrollment, truly do an assessment of what you have, what you don't need, what you need, and, and, and don't be afraid to spend $3, you know, $10, or something maybe $5 a pay period for something that you know, hey, you know, I may, may need this. If you know you have your children in sports, you want to get that accident policy or things of that nature. If you know that um, maybe a spouse or yourself, there may be a, a surgery coming up or something, get a hospital policy that's going to pay for that time off or going to pay per day for different things. So we want to, that, that's one of the open enrollments. Another thing with open enrollment, this is for the traditional job, and I'll talk about entrepreneurs in just a moment, is a FSA which is a flexible spending account. I was very surprised to see that a lot of um, employees did not participate in the FSA program. And so what happens is you're able to allot a certain amount per year for um, medical expenses. This could be for co-payments, it could be for glasses, it could be for medication, um, dental appointments, and the if and the whatever amount is allotted, you're given that amount up front on your card, and it's taken out each pay period. So that has been a huge, huge blessing in my life. I remember I had a lot of dental work. I think the first year I maybe did about twenty five hundred dollars, and just to get that money up front on that card and not have to pay it out of my everyday salary was a huge blessing. Not only that. A FSA card lowers your taxable income, so there's some tax benefits to having a FSA. And so it just allows you, when it comes to if there was a surgery that you may have to have or even just taking the kids to the doctor, it's going to, you can pay that $500 deductible or whatever your deductible is from your FSA card versus now having to write a check when they say, well, hey, you have to meet your deductible, that FSA card is going to um, assist you, and you're able to make those incremental payments on that um, throughout the year through payroll deduction. Additionally, talking about open enrollment. Now, this doesn't really fall under open enrollment because you can change it throughout the year. 401K, it is very important that if our employers have a match, that we at least participate in our 401K up into the match amount. The employer that I work for, I still have a nine-to-five, matches six for 50% of 6%. So for anyone not to participate at least to that 6% level, you're leaving money on the table. So think about it. If $600 a month, if, if you $600 a month was going in, that company is going to match 300 you know, per pay period. You're leaving money on the table. And so a lot of times we say, I can't afford to save. I can't afford to tithe. I can't afford to do these things, but we can't afford not to. And so that's just like free money. Somebody say free money, free money. We don't want to leave that free money on the table. And so if we say that we can't afford to, I'm going to show you in the next bullet how we can find some hidden money that's going to allow us to get that savings or that's going to allow us to be able to start investing. Stock options. If your employer, most employers that offer, especially if they're Fortune 500 type companies, stock options, stock options through employers typically pay dividends. 
So even if you don't buy tons of stock, if you had a certain amount um, going out of your check for stock, it pays dividends. It is worth it. You're going to get a return on your investment. Um, a lot of people may say, well, they go sit down with their banker, and their banker talks them into getting a CD. I don't believe in CDs. Someone goes and get a um, $1,000 CD. At the end of that year, you're going to have a CD for $1,020. You've made $20 in a year, or you've made $15 in a year. It's not going to give you the same rate of ret return as an investment vehicle. So those are things, open enrollment. Also, check your beneficiaries. Make sure that it is allotted to the appropriate people. We usually share this more on individual insurance. Life insurance typically does not pay out to minor children. It's going to pay out to, it's going to go to probate court. So we want to make sure that even in your group insurance at work, that because your job, even though it's insurance at work, there's still a carrier that's carrying that insurance, and insurance companies are not going to pay out to a 10-year-old child. So make sure you have someone in place that's that beneficiary that's able to monitor those funds or those funds can get caught up in probate. That's financial health. That's financial health on the um, corporate side. So let's talk about entrepreneurs, okay? You are a full-time entrepreneur, and you say, that doesn't apply to me, I don't have a 401k plan, then I recommend that the full-time entrepreneurs that we, that, that we begin to get a, a Roth IRA. What is the difference between a Roth IRA and a traditional IRA? I'm going to make it very simple. A Roth IRA is pre-tax, which means when you begin to put contributions in, the taxes are taken off front, up front. So let's say you live in a state or live in a city where the taxes are 8%. So your taxes are taken up front when you make your contributions to the Roth IRA. However, so when you withdraw from the Roth IRA, there are no more taxes. You're, at retirement age, your, your um, withdrawal is tax-free. However, with a traditional IRA, it is not pre-taxed. It is taxed at the point of withdrawal, and it's taxed at that rate at that point. So imagine a person who's 30 years old, they have a traditional IRA. Right now, taxes may be 8%, but in, in 35 years, we don't know what taxes are going to be. You know, they could be 20%. And so the withdrawal is going to be based on that higher tax bracket. And so you'll hear Dave Ramsey say, you need a Roth IRA. You will hear Susie Orman swear by the Roth IRA. You will hear David Box swear by the Roth IRA because I would rather be taxed now at 8% than a retirement age when we have no clue what taxes are going to be, financial health. I know entrepreneurs, well, I'm just going to make all this money, but we still need to have something put away for investment. Those are those investment vehicles that are necessary individual life insurance, and I'm not, I, I have some things written out here, but I don't, I just want to flow with the spirit. Everyone, speaking of the, the, um, the employer as well as the entrepreneur, every single person, it doesn't matter if you have $500,000 worth of life insurance on your job, your financial health, your family health, your family legacy, needs individual life insurance. Why do we need individual life insurance? The insurance, the group policy is owned by the employer. So let's say Target. Someone works at Target. They've been at Target for how many ever years? 
when that person, if they come to Target and they say, hey, we're, we're, we're cutting back, we're letting you go today, when they walk out the door, so does their life insurance. What if that person has been at Target for 20 years and when they started at Target, they were in good health, but now they're on um, dialysis or now they have um, a diagnosis. And so when they go and say, well, hey, I don't have a job now, let me go and get life insurance, they're now uninsurable. And I've had that happen to where people, oh, no, I don't need, we have, I have uh, such a large amount of insurance on my job. And so, and, and then their health changes, it declines. And so when they shift and maybe go on disability, they're now uninsurable because they didn't get an individual life insurance policy. Now, I've checked and validated that with human resources of several major companies. I've asked the AFLAC um, human resources office. I've asked the human resources office at Columbus Consolidated Government. I've asked the human resources office at it used to be Mead, now it's um, West Vaco, which is a major um, meal company. And they said, when you walk out the door, COBRA continuing coverage does not continue your life insurance. So just know that whether you quit on your own, or whether you, um, whether the company's laying off, your individual life insurance um, does not go with you. And so let's talk a little bit about uh, um, individual life insurance. Um, the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. A good woman leaves an inheritance to her children's children. The purpose of insurance, we were talking about a financial health checkup. We want to return. Is it, let's go back. Scripture said, God's will is for us to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So think about life insurance, and let's parallel it with car insurance. Car insurance, most people with a new vehicle, a vehicle that still has, or a vehicle that has a note on it, are required to have full coverage insurance. Why is it that some of us do not have full coverage on our life? What do I mean by full coverage on our life? If we own a home, if we own vehicles, if we have children and they're going off to college, a $50,000 or $10,000 insurance policy is not full coverage. Insurance, life insurance is, keyword life insurance, is not meant for burial only. It is meant to live. Insurance means to indemnify. Indemnify means to return a person back to their current state. So you have full coverage car insurance. Someone's in a car accident, bam, the car's banged up. That full coverage insurance is meant to pay off that vehicle so that they can get another vehicle. Or there's something else in place, which is gap insurance, which will make them fully covered. An individual life insurance policy, if it's just to cover the burial of your loved one, you're not fully covered. What is fully covered? A person that has, let's say they have a home, and the balance of their home is $100,000, they're fully covered if they have a policy that's probably $300,000 or more if they have children. Because, number one, when something happens, we, you have to cover the funeral. The average funeral is between ten dollars and $15,000. Secondly, you have to pay off that mortgage. No one should ever grieve and have to worry about, are we going to lose this house? Are we going to lose these cars? So paying off the mortgage. So already, let's just say um, – that was let's say one twenty. That's already one hundred and twenty thousand gone. Then the children's college fund. What is it going to take to put my kids through all four years or maybe six years of college? You want to set that money aside, and then you also want income replacement. If there are two, um, if it was a two parent household or a couple, and that wife depended on her husband's income, and she says, "Well, I need an extra three thousand dollars a month to be able to make it." 
that needs to be built into that life insurance policy for the next 10 years, for the next 20 years, and thinking about if something were to happen to me today, are we fully covered? Can our house be paid off? Can our cars be paid off? Can my children still go to college? Can we still maintain the same level of lifestyle? In the African-American community, I can look at the contrast. Sometimes when I I go to homes or banks of other cultures, you see granddaddy or you see great-granddaddy, and you see them on the wall because granddaddy left an inheritance, or maybe great-grandma, they left an inheritance. And sometimes we're beginning to see a shift in the African-American community, primarily where it's not as important to leave an inheritance. And so sometimes we may not be able to do it on this side, but life insurance is a vehicle, a financial checkup to say, when I transition, I will not just leave my children with bills, but I will leave them with a something where they can build their business, something where my grandchildren, college could already be paid for, something where I believe in this cause, my alma mater, I'm going to donate X amount to it, something to where I'm going to leave to this other nonprofit and um, so into economic development. So are we healthy in that area? One thing, it is not healthy and when we begin to see that um, GoFundMe has begun to replace life insurance in our community. That is not healthy. That is not God's design. God wants us to be good stewards. If we go and we look at the parable of the talents, God begins to just, just he just wants to measure. And the one who had the one talent was worried about, oh, they had more than me. So he didn't use what he got. He buried it. And so God is commanding us to have better stewardship and to take our financial checkup right now. And I know there's some things that we want, there's some things that we need, but I ask that we just as a as a community and 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 as families get go get around. Part of the financial checkup is when you see that person you say, "Hey, you know, they don't like if we see a family member, we say they don't look well." It's the same thing, and we want to get them to the doctor. If we see someone constantly struggling, we want to get them to the financial person. Hey, let's, you know, your mortgage is behind. Come and come and talk to Miss Brooks. Go and talk to, you know, neighborhood works. Go and talk to someone. Get your financial checkup so that you can. Um, the enemy won't steal anything from you, and you, and we can begin to get on track. So speaking of financial health, I want to back up a little bit. Finances are something that a lot of it is very intimate. It's something that people sometimes shut down on and do not want to talk about openly. It's something that if we've made financial mistakes, um, the enemy wants us to walk in shame. So I want to just cast that down right now because you know, just, just cast that down. It, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what happened last week. It doesn't matter, you know, some things are generational, but it's just like if we go to the doctor and we get a diagnosis and they say, hey, Erica, you have to change your eating habits or you have to lose weight. It doesn't matter how many chips I ate before, how much soda I ate before, but from this point forward, the doctor said that I need to slow down on the caffeine, I need to slow down on the sugar, so what am I going to do going forward? It's not going to help me 
I'm trying to remember how much ice cream I had. What I really need to um, focus on is what is going to, what habits I need to change to be healthy going forward. What habits do I need to change because I have a daughter and that if I'm eating fried foods all the time now, she, I'm cooking those fried foods and now she's digesting them. And so we have to do the same thing with our financial health. If we're eating out all the time, then we're teaching our children um, that stewardship of we're going to eat out all the time. If we're putting all of our money on our back, then we're teaching our children that our value is only in material things. And there's nothing wrong with having material things when material things can't have us. So in this financial checkup to thy own self be true, let's begin to be honest with one another. Let's not beat ourselves up for those mistakes, but just say, you know what, from this point forward, this is what I'm going to do. And even for the person that has great credit, the person that has a 750 score, the person that has 800 score, let's move higher. Go higher than maybe your credit is great, but maybe you need to build up your savings a little bit more. Or maybe you're great at finance, but you need to pay it for it. Go back and help a niece or help a nephew or help someone begin to develop that stewardship. So let's talk a little bit about, I want to talk um, a little bit about it. I'm going to go to the hidden money. Life insurance, I want to talk about the difference between a life insurance, life insurance and wills. Sometimes people assume that everything goes in a will, but they're two totally separate vehicles. When it comes to life insurance, life insurance, if you want um, someone as a beneficiary, they must be the named beneficiary on the life insurance policy. Wills, life insurance deals with, 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 with proceeds from the policy. Wills deal with property and guardianship. So if a person has a um, small children, it is highly recommended, and property, it is highly recommended that you have a will so that you can say, if something were to happen to me, I want um, my son to, the guardian of my son is, this person, the garden of my daughter is this person. If something were to happen to me, I just did a will. Um, I want um, my property will be willed to, and you name that person. Um, the secondary beneficiary will be the contingent beneficiary will be this person if that person is deceased. I have furniture in three rooms. The kids are going to split it up. Um, my wedding ring will go to my daughter. It's detailed. It's spelled out in a will. It's notarized and it's filed in the clerk's office, a probate court of the city which um, you live in. Now, some cities, I I've, I've recently did a will in Florida, don't allow you to file the will. However, if it is notarized, it is legal. You don't have to pay $500, thousands of dollars for wills. Um, we're able, I know my value is able to provide legal wills in, in all states and, 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 and be in compliance. And so you want to have it spelled out. Why do you want to that financial checkup? Why do you want to have spelled, things spelled out? Families really um, get divided when something happens. And I don't think it's about greed and uh, the love of money all the time. Sometimes it's just I want mama's wedding ring because it's sentimental. I love mom and I want a wedding ring. But the other sister wants a wedding ring as well. And so when it's just spelled out, it just causes less friction, especially with property. I've seen people lose homes because it wasn't spelled out in a will. And so when it went to probate, you have three or four children, and they're all fighting over it. And so they all have to end up selling it, or it's too many people involved because now you've got the, 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 children, the grandchildren involved. And, and so it just sits on the market, and nobody's able to move in it. Nobody's able to take possession of it. No one's able to sell it. 
So the best thing is to do what the Bible says. Like the Bible says, write the vision and make it plain. That's what a will is. A will is writing the vision and making it plain. I want this to go to this person, that to go to that person. I want this handled this way, that handled that way. Another thing is um, a durable power of attorney and or healthcare power of attorney. It doesn't matter. We can be in perfect health. It is important. Have a power of attorney to say, if my health were to decline, I want my mother, I want my husband, I want my wife, I want my sibling to make medical decisions on my behalf. It can be very detailed. You can limit what they can do, what they cannot do, but it's better to have those things in place while we're coherent and um then we can designate who makes those decisions um, for us. So those documents, number one, life insurance policy, individual life insurance policy, that's a part of the, 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 the health checkup, a will, a legal will um, out of your particular state, a durable power of attorney, durable power of attorney, which can also cover health care. And so let's talk about, and I want to, I'm going to definitely leave some time for questions. Okay, Erica, I hear you, but, you know, sometimes I have more month than money, you know, so where am I going to get this money from? So let's talk about hidden money. Most of the time, our, the money is in our house. It's already in our house. So with this financial checkup, as we are approaching the end of the year, before we go into 2018, call your auto insurance company, your life insurance company, um, homeowners insurance, renters insurance, and get some updated quotes. Because I guarantee you, you can shave. When I I just shaved, I th- excuse me, about sixty three dollars per month off of my auto insurance, and so that's that hidden money. So let's say that's sixty. I was just round up to sixty five dollars. So that was with um, with the auto insurance. Also, lower your deductibles on some things. I lowered my deductible on the comprehensive portion of the auto insurance. The comprehensive portion is the portion that will cover if your windshield was cracked or if someone stole something out of your vehicle. Technically, we shouldn't leave our purse in our vehicle or our laptops, so we don't need the $1,000 deductible. I mean, we can do a $1,000 deductible. That's what I mean. We don't need a $500 or $250 deductible because if we don't leave our laptop there, it's not going to get stolen. It also covers if a tree or different things fail, that deductible. So we can um, hire that deductible and have a 500 or lower deductible on the collision portion, which is when there's an accident. Um, in addition, if you have satellite, cable, um, any various service, get new quotes. It happens all the time. Charter customers go over to another carrier, um, wow, and they're able to be competitive. Usually a cable carrier has a special for the first year, let's say a $79.99 phone cable internet, and then when it switches over, and then after that year it jumps up by maybe $50 a month. You tell your carrier that you're going to go to another carrier, they will typically reduce your monthly rate, or you go to the next carrier and shave off you know, $50 per month. Or if you're not married to cable, consider some of the other options that are out there. There's a, there's a fire stick. There are just so many different things that have so many different channels that you can still get your local channels that a lot of people are converting to. And so think about those. And they found, I mean, literally they're saving like hundreds of dollars a month by going to those other devices. In addition, cancel any subscriptions that you're not using. 
If you have a magazine subscription and you haven't opened that magazine in months, cancel it. If you have something that is constantly coming out of your check, one thing that I don't believe in is I don't believe in, like, the the monitoring by Equifax and Experian and things of that nature. You typically, you can get that. When you have a credit card, they offer those for free. And so you don't have to pay $29 a month or $30 a month to Equifax for them to score watch and things like that because creditors typically, Capital One has one, or offer those services for free just for having you know a credit card with them. So you can cancel those subscriptions. If you are a business owner and you, you're paying for all these services, whether it's um, email marketing or other things, and you're not using it, cancel it until you're ready to fully use it. We want we're, God wants us to be um, good stewards. Consignment. Lord, if you have teenagers and we know that their style change every three months, go to, um, there are so many different stores that are geared toward teenagers where you can sell their clothes or they can exchange their clothes for money. Um, Craigslist, Facebook has a online yard sale where you can get rid of the clothes, you can get rid of the teenagers. Every game system is coming out. Every year there's a new game system, and typically the child doesn't want the one from the year before. Put it on Craigslist. You can sell it on eBay. Or even if they're going to sell it, that allows them to make some money. You sell it for them, make some money. But those are ways to get your emergency savings. Those are ways when we say, well, hey, I can't afford the individual life insurance. That's a way to get the individual life insurance. Those are ways when people say, Erica, I really wish I can go on vacation, but I don't have the money. These are ways that when we cut back or, or not even not even so much as cutting back, but when we do these things, it's giving us the money that we said we didn't have. And we'll be surprised how much money we get when we do those yard sales. It's so many people that the garage is, oh, my goodness, it's a storage place. And so if you've had a living room set in your garage for two years or certain things for two, you know you're not going to use it. And so, or the basement, you know, you just have things you just store up. Get rid of it. That is your emergency savings. That is your vacation. That is, and name it. Always have a name for what you're trying to do. And so name, when when you see that, begin to track that extra money, that hidden money, and say this is going to be used for debt, towards debt reduction. This is going to be used towards paying off my student loans. This is going to be used toward that family vacation that I thought I couldn't take. This is going to be used towards I don't, Erica, I realize that I don't have enough individual life insurance, so now I'm going to take this hidden money and I'm going to apply it towards these other things. So just looking at my list, okay, I mentioned that I was able to reduce, take $65 off of my um, car insurance. I don't watch television. My daughter does. So cable, I don't even have that. I have, um, gosh, what is it, Netflix. And so that's, what, $10 a month. So I've it's been years since I've had cable, you know, and she watches it on her TV and, she you know, she watches it on her tablet and all of that stuff. Subscriptions I don't use. I just recently email marketing service. It was um, $39 a month. I canceled that. So on top of that, I'll just put that 40 On top of that $65, that's an extra $40. That right there is $105 I was able to save from that. Um, convert over to term life insurance. Oh, I forgot to say that. The difference between whole life and term life, and this is where whoever has whole life, this is where your money really is going to come in at. You pay quadruple the cost for whole life insurance. Why? 
whole life insurance has a um, a savings component, and so there's a a um, let's say a person has fifty thousand um, dollars worth of coverage, and then they let's say a hundred thousand, and then they have um, and then it's it's a, a savings component. When they're paying a premium, a certain part is going to savings, but guess what? You can't pull the money out for three years. And literally, in three years, you may have $300, $400. And then when you pay it back, you have to pay interest on your own money. And so if you don't pay it back, when there is a death claim, people are thinking, well, mom or daddy had $50,000 worth of insurance. No, mom or daddy took 5000 out. And loans, or they took, you know, what, and so they don't have, so they're going to pay minus the loan. So it, it is not, it is by term invested difference. You're going to pay as a, a one a person that was thirty years a person who's thirty years old that has a hundred thousand dollars worth of whole life insurance would be paying about a hundred dollars a month or hundred and twenty dollars a month. A person who's 30 years old that has a 30-year term life insurance would be paying about $30 a month or $27 a month. That's the difference. By term, and that's the difference. So you can literally take that 50 or 60 extra dollars, put it in a mutual fund, and your rate of return would be higher than if you're putting it in a whole life policy, which is once again quadruple the price, and you're earning 3% interest maybe, and you have to ask, you got to take out a loan on your own money. So that's other hidden money as well. And so I want to um, encourage us to um, save. I, I do believe that um, the rainy day is coming. And a lot of times we get caught up in the amount. It's not about the amount, but it's more about the habits that we're forming. And so if we're um, if we're people who eat out all the time, that's really my vice more so than shopping. And so one way of saving is um, if you ever heard of the latte factor, the latte factor is, is something came is made up by David Bach. He's a financial advisor, and um, he wrote the book Automatic Millionaire or um, 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 what is it? Start late, finish rich. What well, I'm going to do a series on that. Start late, finish rich. And so it is that, think of the word latte, it is that one thing that we spend money on every day, that Starbucks, cigarettes, um, the vending machine, bottled water, and um, and so or the dollar menu and eating out. And so everyone has a different latte factor. And so one person may say, well, I eat on the dollar menu. And so they think that their their latte factor is really low. And so what if that person had Starbucks in the morning and so that Starbucks drink was $6 and then they were on the dollar menu at McDonald's, but after tax they got three things, it was $4. So their latte factor is already um, $10. And then at at the vending machine, everything is a dollar. They got a soda and they got a drink, so there's two more dollars. Their latte factor is $12. And so what the met, the message is he took a person who was 30 years old, whose latte factor was just $5 a day. Let's say they went on the, let's say they ate at McDonald's on a dollar menu and then they got something from the vending machine. $5 a day. If they were 30 years old and they just put that $5 just five days a week, but not, not including the weekend, into a retirement plan, if there was a 10% rate of return, that person would retire a millionaire. 
And so what am I saying? What I'm saying is it's not about, it's the small foxes. It's not about the big things. Well, Erica, I don't go to the salon. I do my own hair. Well, Erica, I don't get my nails done. Well, Erica, I, um, what, it's not all the, I don't, I'm not buying the, 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 the $300 purses or whatever, but it's the small foxes. If we eat out twice a day, if we eat out seven days a week, we're that person that may be doing the other things, they may be cooking at home. And so we, a lot of times we don't see where our money goes, but that's so simple. A person that loves Starbucks, Starbucks is usually going to be $6 and up. Then if they eat out again for lunch, not on the dollar menu, that's, that's $16. It's this $10 lunch. Let's say if you just marry Chick-fil-A and Starbucks, Chick-fil-A on average after tax is close to $8, $6, let's just say 12 6 and 6 so that's $12 with just Chick-fil-A and Starbucks. And then if you eat out again for dinner, dinner's going to be a little bit higher. So, you know, let's add $10 for dinner, $22. And so if we were spending $22 a day, that adds up, and that's where our money is going. And if it was a family that was doing that, that's where our money is going. So in our financial checkup, it's number one. It's being true to ourselves and saying, what can I do? Um, And sometimes we'll say, well, okay, sometimes there really is a deficit. And so what, what, what happens if there's a deficit? And then we want to, we're going to look for the hidden money. Secondly, the Bible tells us that our gifts make room for us and bring us before great men. And so that's what the mission of I Know My Value is, is to help us to monetize our gift. If you are a natural teacher, why aren't you tutoring? Why aren't you coaching? Why aren't you using that gift to generate income? How um, did I Know My Value come about? Of course, it started off as a ministry, and it still is a ministry, but there's a, a LLC led to it. It's because I have a gift of administration, I have the gift of encouragement, and I have the gift of teaching. I've been teaching finance for, let's see, 2000. I've been teaching financial classes since um, 2000. So I began to use what God gave me, the gift of administration, the gift of teaching, and and begin to help other people. So I do business development, and I'm a value. I do. I'm a financial consultant and business consultant. What does that mean? Uh, I'm going to help you get your finances in order, and I'm going to help you get your business structured properly. But it is the gift. It's not that so much of the knowledge, because guess what? It it is the gift. It is the the have I have I had some? Of course, you have to have licenses and go to school or whatever. But it is the gift that has made room for me. It is the gift. And this summer, I went to Hawaii. But the gifts paid for it. Usually out of the salary, I couldn't do it because I got this going on. I got that going on. I'm trying to save more money for retirement. It is the gift that's paying for some things that I want. It is the gift that is allowing me to save and put things aside. So a lot of times, like God told Moses, use what's in your hand, Moses. God has put something in our hand. He's put an idea. He's given us gifts. He's given us knowledge. He's given us wisdom. And sometimes we say, well, it don't work. we can't say a product don't work if we haven't tried to sell it. We can't say a concept doesn't work if we haven't implemented it. So a lot of times, and this is my case, I had a whole lot of information, but I didn't have application. And so in this financial checkup, I ask that we do a self-assessment and say, Lord, what is it in my hand that I can use right now that where I can be blessed to be a blessing? Lord, what is it in my hand right now, God, that I can change my household economics, Lord? Lord, what are my gifts? Because you said my gifts will make room for me. I got two degrees, Lord, but what is my gift? Because you said the gift is going to make room for me and bring me before great men, Lord. Lord, give me the discipline with my finances. Give me the 
discipline and a diligence to use my gift. And so, and then just 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 remember that it is as I open up with the scripture, Third John, um, one. He said, I, "I it is God's will for us to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. There is nothing wrong with having money. God does not want us broke. God does not want us downtrodden. He does not want us broken and disgusted." Some people have said, well, uh, money um, money is evil. No, the love of money, the wrong relationship um, of money with money um, is evil. Money is not evil. It, it, it takes money. And when he said we're blessed to be a blessing, when we want, when we, when, when we're praying for someone and we're in a Matthew, Matthew ministry takes money to the Matthew ministry. I don't want to go out to the homeless and the hungry and just pray with them. I want to have some resources to be able to feed them. I don't want to go when, when, when scripture says, he says, when I was hungry, you fed me. And when I was naked, you clothe me. That means somebody has some resources to be able to clothe, um, clothe somebody. And so if we begin to get our finances in order, then we're truly able to live scripture, blessed to be a blessing. Also, a lot of times we get it mixed up. Okay, I'm waiting on my breakdown, waiting on my blessing. No, the scripture says I've given you in Deuteronomy, so I've given you the ability to get wealth. God didn't say he's going to give us wealth. He didn't say it's going to rain down. He didn't say that you can just prophesy, declare, and decree. No, he said I've given you the ability. So what is it that we're doing with our abilities? Even the wealth, not just the money. If I have a health condition, I've given you the ability to get wealth. I need to have, take my ability, get up, go walking, start drinking some water, start changing my eating habits. What am I doing with my ability? What are you doing with your ability? We're going into um, the year of 2018. I declare and decree that we're not going into 2018 with the same mindset of this is going to be my year and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that because guess what? Nothing happens in 2018 until we change. The change has to happen on the inside now. Like the Bible tells us, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. So I believe that even right now, our mind is being renewed. Our mind is going to say, Lord, I'm not going to um, have the same habits. Lord, I I, I just cast down every every generational curse. I uproot it right now. Every generational curse of poverty, every generational curse of wrong mindset, bad stewardship, we uproot it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, that we're going to have discipline because you've given us the ability to get wealth. And I believe, God, that we're going to um, be game changers. I believe that we're going to empower um, the, the the community, Lord, you said you give seed to the sower, God. Lord, you said you've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. So, Lord, I thank you, God. I thank you right now, God, Lord, for the wealth that's flowing through our hands, God. I believe, God, even before we open up the lives, God, I believe the mindset has already shifted to understand, God, that you're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, and above all that we can ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. God, in us, God, in us, God. Lord, you worth your word says, God, a man who doesn't work doesn't eat. So, Lord, I bind up the spirit of laziness right now, God, the spirit of procrastination right now, God. And, Lord, I believe, God, that you're helping us align right now, God, Lord, so that we can be financially fit, God, right now, God. We're not waiting until 2018, God, because this is 2017, the year of victory, God. So we're going to set ourselves. We're going to stand still. We're going to see. We're going to walk in victory over lack. We're going to walk in victory over our finances. So, Lord, we thank you, God. Right now, 
So I thank you, Lord, for everyone on this call that saw it, not robbery, to call in, God, I believe right now, God, for open doors that no man can shut. I believe for favor right now, God. I believe, God, that even as as witty inventions and witty ideas, God, business owners, God, overflow, God, I believe that more than enough is coming, and it is so in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Dr. Sandy, we want to open up the lines and we want to talk about, I want to give away, I want to give some stuff away and want to take some quick questions and we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> you know, I did the overflow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo! I love it. Um, if you want to ask a question, hit star one. And we'll actually uh, get the engineer to open the lines and make sure we do it in the spirit of excellence. Star one on your telephone. Mhm. Well, I can start off with a question. Um, with the when you spoke of, and this is maybe a one-on-one question. Um, when we have the whole policy, insurance policy, and we switch over the term, can, can we change? Can we uh, does that value go with us, or do you lose kind of what you have already invested in the whole policy? You can um, withdraw. You can you can definitely withdraw the value of it, and they'll tell you like what's available to you now, and then cancel it. So they'll tell you what's available, and you can withdraw it and cancel it definitely. But it may not be probably what it, it depends on the at the time frame that a person got it, that what the maturity is of that particular whole life policy. And I, I want to also put a disclaimer out here um, as it relates to life insurance. If someone definitely, if someone has a health condition, you want to be very, very careful about switching your life insurance. There is something that we call a um, two-year contestability period, and that's that's not a Georgia thing. That's across the board, every company. Which is any time that someone has a new policy, the the life insurance company has the right to contest it or dispute paying 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 that death claim within two years. So if you know. If if someone, let's just use an example of a parent, was having some challenges, and they said, well, hey, my, my mom got whole life right now, and she got some challenges, let me switch over to term, you could get an additional term, but do not cancel that other policy, because that other part that's beyond two years old, because you don't want to be, put yourself in a situation where if someone that has health challenges, you cancel their policy, and then now they, they that new policy may not pay out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. I've seen that happen. Uh, star one, if you have a question, star one. Uh-huh. Everybody's quiet this evening. But you were so thorough. Wow. But star one, if you have a question or a comment, you hit star one on your telephone. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are we going to do? The engineer says we have to, we say your last four and you'll be live. That's six, eight. You're live. Hello. Um, my name is Nancy. Hi, Dr. Sunday. Um, hey. I just wanted to tell you that you indeed were thorough. Um, I had a question about the term um, and life, but Dr. Sunday answered that, or she asked it and you answered. So I just wanted to tell you thank you, thank you, thank you for what you put into this broadcast. Well, both of you, I really needed this wow. information. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's all I wanted to say. 
Okay, I have a quick, well, thank you for joining Hashtag any any feedback, we definitely appreciate it. Hashtag good good deeds live. Hashtag I know my value. But any okay. commentary as it relates to the broadcast, please post about it. Okay, we get the I sure will. Out. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. The next question is coming from one five two four one five two four. To God be the glory. I want to thank God for putting women like you, Minister Sunday, Minister Dr. Sunday, Dr. Minister Sunday, and Miss Erica Brooks. Uh, you, you were talking directly to me. I felt everything. I've been through everything that you all talked about. And, you know, the shame and all of that, the having the money, the losing the money, the overspending and... I've been humbled by experience where I retired and my my finances were cut and I was still a year too young to collect and I had to suffer the loss of income, which I already had suffered loss of income with the death of my father. So my husband had to hold it all down. But that's where we learned exactly what you talked about today, that we do go out and overspend because we survived a whole year off of one salary where we thought it took three salaries to do. And I just want to thank you for instilling it and opening up and giving it to us again because sometimes you got to keep hearing it over and over and over for it to click. And I just want to say thank you for being a blessing Mm -hmm. to all of us on this line. It's just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much and be blessed. Thank you. Amen. Ooh, I just love it. I just love it. We still have a little bit of time, ladies and gentlemen. Star one, star one, if you have a question. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, wanna, uh, I know we will uh, uh, talk about this a little bit later, but uh, I want to just let the listeners know uh, a question uh, I have. With I know my value, uh, Erica, um, tell us, I know you talked about it when we talked about the insurance this evening, but tell us a little bit about the products and, and the services that you offer to the community that you really impact and actually influence them that they can actually walk in their purpose. Okay. Um, one of the primary things is the financial fitness. Is It doesn't matter um, where we are in our financial walk. Um, I want to say... Quick example: We even if we're not sick, we have a usually have a primary care physician, and it's the same thing. Most people say I don't need a financial advisor because I don't have any money. Well, guess what? I'm not sick, but I have a PCP. My tooth is not hurting, but I have a dentist. <laughs> so helping people, the biggest myth is a financial advisor, a financial consultant is for the wealthy. No, it is basically if I'm having an issue, or I need it so I can get on track or so that when the money comes or whatever, I know what to do with it. And so what I do is I help um, people from all walks of life reposition ourselves financially. And then on the business side of the house, 
is um, the Lord told me to stop getting ready and be ready. And so what I realized is like, uh, you know, the, you know, as we talked about our gifts making room for us, it's helping people um, to, okay, now you know what your gift is, you know what your purpose, you know what you want to do, but let's monetize it. And so a lot of times people, we do things as a hobby. So I help, I'm about the business of business. So what I do is business formation and business development. So if someone wants to start a nonprofit, they've been feeding the homeless for several years, why not be a 5013C organization? I do the business structure. I make sure that you're legal in your state, make sure that you you know, the IRS, your 5013C, and um, the compliance, et cetera. Same thing if someone says, you know, they want to be a, it could be a catering business. Um, and I want to now make it legal, so I may do an LLC for that. So business, the financial empowerment and business consulting. And so it, there's no cookie-cutter approach. And, and in that, it's not just the formation. It's also the, the development because sometimes we don't always know what we want to do. I'll say I'm working with someone who, um, you know, someone who's, who's a chaplain. And so what do chaplains do? Chaplains do grief. And so developing a specific program for that chaplain to now be able to encourage, to train the trainer, go to churches, um, develop it, you know, and be able to train the pastors on grief recovery. You can't just, it's a certain way grief has to be handled. Or talking to them, beginning to have talks in the community. So it's really taking your, your gift. Now, how do I monetize that gift, Erica? Now I, I'm an LLC. Now I'm an Inc. Now how do I monetize that gift? So we begin to develop a program. And so if that person is a teacher, um, one program I'm developing is a, is a, a, a nonprofit teaching, you know, working with kids. How do you teach kids in a creative, fun way? And so that's my gift is to help a person monetize their gift and, and so that we're, we're, we're excited about our purpose and what we're doing. So those are the services. The website is www.iknowmyvalue.com. Invest in yourself, and it'll, talk, it'll show you the services that we offer. I love it. I love it. I, and then I want to say this part, and that's just me saying this, not, not Erica saying this. You know, we want our gifts. We want our purpose to be monetized, but I'm a big proponent myself is you have to invest in yourself if you want somebody to invest in you. Amen? Okay. We just don't keep it. I'm saying that. <laughs> okay, so you can say Dr. Sutton said that. But we have another uh, caller, uh, 9895. Hello, hello. This is Chastity. I have a question, Erica. First of all, thanks for all okay. the information you so far given. But I have a question. We were listening together in the shop um, if a person have a Roth and they've had it for 25 years and they're pretty much got the end of the contract type deal, what do they do with the money going forward? Do they start a new Roth um, RA or do they, what do they do? do? How do they reinvest? Are they at retirement age? No. Well, they need. I recommend that they transfer the Roth over because if they're not at retirement age, they're going to get taxed high, like very. I mean, it's it's over twenty percent. Uh, I don't know the exact. They can roll it over to another. Like if they're ending, if they're ending Mm -hmm. the Roth with whatever investment firm, let's say it was Edward Jones, they can transfer that Roth over to another. It can be another firm because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what the terms of that Roth is. If they're below retirement age, they're going to get tax heavy. And it's, it's close. It's actually 30-something, but 30 is very heavy. And so I, I wouldn't recommend it to pull it out because the tax, the, the, 
the um, the taxation is is too expensive. It's too much of a risk. Now, okay. let me say this. They can pull it out if they need it for something, but just the awareness that they're going to be taxed at 30% or more if they pull it out before retirement age. So they can always find, you have my number, you can give them a number, I can give them some options, or they can always go to another um, another just 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 like think about it in the terms of 401k. If someone leaves a company, they can transfer their 401k over to another company instead of pulling it right. out. Because if they pull it out, they're going to get taxed. It's the same way with a Roth IRA. They may be at maturity, but if they pull it out and they're not retirement age, they're going to pay for it and they're going to take a heavy hit. So it's better to just transfer it over to some another administrator. Okay. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Now we have a couple of more minutes. Uh, any anyone any last questions in this setting? Um, star one, star one. Mhm. Mhm. Well, I know it doesn't apply okay. to me because I'm actually part of the organization. But Erica, I I heard you say you had some freebies. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. I'm trying to think how do I want to give them away. Let's see. Hmm. I think I want to do it social media because I want to get the word out there. Mm-hmm. I really want to give, have the awareness. So what we're going to do is if you po- go to um, the I Know My Value page, um, IKnowMyValue.com or Dr. Sunday, what page would you like to go to for Good Deeds? Mhm. That's fine. Good deeds, radio and TV shows. Yeah. Mhm. Okay. On social media, if you go to I know my value dot com, post whatever your feedback is. Hashtag Good Deeds Live. Hashtag I know my value. Um, we're gonna give away actually um, a twenty five dollar gift card, and we'll have someone random do the drawing. We we'll have the twenty five dollar gas card. We're gonna give away a a wheel. It'll be a legal wheel for whatever state you live in, so it will be legal and binding. We're gonna give a adorable power of attorney. And I just put on there one of the bills that I absolutely hate. I don't know why I don't love Georgia Power, but I promise you, it seems like Georgia Power comes around so quickly. So um, we're gonna give a, we're gonna put a hundred dollars toward somebody's joy. And if you're not in, if you're if you're not Georgia Power, it can be another. It could be Alabama Power. It could be another power company. But I just feel like I want to be. We're blessed to be a blessing. God gives seed to the sower. I so appreciate um, everyone on the line. Um, but want to just we're gonna count. We're gonna calculate the post. If you post your hashtag again, twenty five dollar gas card, or maybe a general gift card because you know maybe if you're in, you're not in the Columbus area, maybe a different gas station. Twenty five dollar gift card. We're going to do hundred dollars towards your power bill. Um, we're going to do a wheel, and we're going to do and it's going to be one prize. Um, it, it, we're going to give away all four prizes, and it's going to be a durable power of attorney. The durable power of attorney will give you authority over. We'll talk about which one you want, whether you want a general power of attorney for someone or you want a medical power of attorney. And so those are the things we're going to give away. Those are our freebies. And, and tell and us so again if any, with any the hashtag. Hashtag, I know my value. Hashtag, good deeds live. Okay. So you want us to go to the, one of the if pages, you're on my personal I know my page, value. Mm-hmm. 
It's three ways to participate. If you're friends with Dr. Sunday on Facebook, you can post on her page. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you can post on my page. Or for people who may not be connected to us directly, you can go to the I just type in I'm on my value on Facebook. The Facebook page will come up, and you can post there, and we'll just calculate, draw, and let you know who wins. I love it. I love it. I love it. But but Erica, please, you know, give us any, you know, comments for the end here, and then um, again, tell us how we can contact you. But I want to say something just real quickly. Um, I am Minister Dr. Renee Sunday. We do have. We have similar topics, you know. Uh, we do have the Sunday Soul is every Tuesday, the same time at seven o'clock. Uh, the first speaker on usually the first Tuesday is, is Minister uh, Martin King, and the second is actually we have a duo. Uh, the host is Alicia Brown, which is the Joy Guru, and also Apostle and Elder Hedaway. Uh, they get real deep in the spiritual warfare, different topics of that nature. And then we have the certified life coach, Letitia Bates, and she talks about some powerful things about the difference. One example is the difference between being, you know, we try to be perfect versus the spirit of excellence. And, and she hashed that out. And then, of course, the wonderful, wonderful Erica Brooks takes the net, you know, this fourth Tuesday and, um, we also have a, a, a Good Deeds radio and TV show and a Good Deeds magazine. If you want information about that or how to advertise, how to be a contributor, how to actually uh, be, you know, put your business out there for visibility, our website is www.reneesunday.com. Take it away, Miss Erica. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. I uh, First, I want to thank everyone for dialing in. Um, um, I'm I'm just humbled, and um, I want to say this before I get my information. I'm not coming from a place of the reason why I'm so passionate about finance is because I know what it's like to have more month and money. Um, I know what it's like to um, have bad stewardship. I, this is my testimony, and so this is kind of like me picking up my bed and walk. You know, it's my testimony. This is me, um, my, me overcoming by the blood of the land, by the word of my testimony. Um, and I'll share, and I'll just do a quick testimony. Bought my first house when I was 23, bought a luxury car the same time I bought my house, lived in Atlanta, in the salon every week. Um, I had, um, it's easy to get something, it's harder to keep it. And I was impacted by the economic crisis and um, when September 11th um, hit. I was a mortgage lender, helping people get their homes and at the same time begin to get in financial trouble, coming from a person who never even had a slow pay on their credit card, never been laid on the bill because I was that responsible young person, and then my economics shifted in my household. So in 2000, I was a mortgage lender, and I began to I developed, um, the Lord allowed me to develop a program called MTC Professional Services, which was more than conquers. I said God is bigger than any credit report. God is bigger than any financial situation. So as a mortgage lender, I decided that I wasn't going to just be a mortgage lender. I was going to be a mortgage consultant. I wasn't going to decline people when they came through. I was going to consult them through the process. I was going to, um, if you, if someone had a, thir- a $300 tax lien, I was going to write a letter and, 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 you know, a payment letter or something to help people. And so who knew that when I was 23 years old and I'm a mortgage lender and I'm getting in debt because, you know, I thought I didn't know. You qualify for something, you get it, that God was strategically setting me up for the now, 
that I was I was I was birthed in a ministry back then. I didn't even know teaching was a gift. I didn't even know that that God would use me in such a way. But I had to go through my own financial distress. Fast forward, um, went from being very financially responsible, went to bankruptcy, to liquidating everything, had to start over. Um, but I'm living proof that God is bigger than any credit report. God is bigger than any financial situation. So uh, when I stand before you, uh, I'm not coming from a place of, oh, i got all this knowledge, all this whatever. And so what I did was I just took what I learned in banking as a mortgage lender. I worked for banks um, in licensing insurance, and I decided that I'm going to bring it back to the kingdom. I'm going to bring it back um, to to women. I have a very a passion for, for women and especially single moms. So I've lived it. So you won't ever hear me talking downtrodden because I'm talking. We we it's peer to peer. It is. I have not arrived. We are building together, and so I understand what it's like when your phone is ringing. The phone you're paying, you don't want to answer it. <laughs> I know what that looks like, and so I know what it looks like to be underemployed. I know what it looks like to be unemployed. I know what it looks like to have plenty. I know what it looks like to have um, little. And like Paul, I learned to be content in whatever state. And so I just wanted to say that to encourage somebody that I haven't arrived, that you're not, you know, sometimes when you're working with people in finance and in business, they can't connect because they're they're not humble or they can't identify. Well, I can identify because I, I've been there probably in many areas um, in finance. I've, I've experienced the, the, the distress being was impacted again by the economy in 2008. So I probably got you. Whatever situation you've been, I've probably been there, done it, got the T-shirt. But I just want you to be encouraged. I know my value can write insurance, um, life insurance, um, in all 50 states. We can, um, we do business development, as I mentioned. Website is uh, I know my value dot com. My number is seven zero six two two five nine zero seven six two two five nine zero seven six. I am not on Facebook Messenger. Um, it is a compliance issue. We, you know, sometimes. Um, people try to um, send comp- we just compliance issue. I'm not on Facebook Messenger right now, but you can always um, reach me at Erica. It's what it's the E R I C A at I know my value dot com. And um, let's 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 talk about it. Let's 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 prosper. Um, go back, share with somebody else, um, so that we can we can build a kingdom and that we can be ready to. Um, live out scripture, you know, blessed to be a blessing. And that's all I have. Dr. Sunday, thank you so much for um, allowing I Know My Value to be on the Good Deeds platform. I'm super excited about what's to come. I love it. I love it. You guys, the replay will be up very shortly. Uh, you'll have a link that you can share with your friends and family that we can get this information, okay? We love you. We love you. We love you. But guess what? God loves you best. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Sunday Soul Service, brought to you by me, Dr. Renee Sunday, the Platform Builder. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for an uplifting power pack hour designed to help you believe, trust, and walk it out. And always remember, I love you, but God loves you best.